everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. I've actually met Jesus, and we're friends. I've talked to Jesus, played cards with Jesus, shoved Jesus. On the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. I get stupid. I shoot an arrow like Cupid. I'll use a word that don't mean nothing like Luke did. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, this is a beauty mark, but you thought it was funny to say God pooped on me. Uh, Welcome to the potty time. 40 eggs? That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome. We're today. talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? Right? No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for me. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Body Time. Every time. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, as you can see by the episode description this week, we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to spend, I don't know, as long as we can, talking about famed actor Paul Rubens. Me rest in peace. Pee Wee Herman. Rest in power. Now, um, what we're going we're gonna to kind of go work through his life here, his career. We're going to talk about his story a little bit, which it's pretty wild, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll even talk about early comedy. It'll be fun. I we're going to have so. fun. We'll talk about stuff we saw. Talk about stuff we saw him in, uh, guest spots he did, uh, how I feel like he was very underutilized as an actor. Well, like, we'll get into why he wasn't for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we can't just skip over that part. <laughs> but let's start with, let's, let's get a little personal here. I, I'm assuming we've all, this all began through all of us with Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? Oh, yeah. Watch the show, yes. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Watch it every time it was on. Like, that was on TV when we were kids or it was probably a little, it was when you guys were kids, I might've hit it towards the end or in syndication. Yeah. yeah. When did, what, what years was it? 87 on? to 90. Oh yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. I remember seeing it. I remember it being funny. Um, we'll get into the, the movie as well, but I remember the movie scaring the fuck out of me with large yeah. Marge. Oh, dude, that <laughs> was one of the scariest things I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get into all this stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm the same as you guys, Pee-wee's Playhouse. I remember, especially as a kid, part of the problem is that um, when Pee-wee Herman was developing this character, making this character, which started in the 70s. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and this is kind of, we'll, we'll get started here. This is, he started the character when he was working with a comedy group called The Groundlings. Yeah, like an improv troupe, right? Yeah, yeah, like sketch comedy, improvisation. I believe they're still open. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that blew my mind about it was that he he was in that class with like people that went on to do huge things like uh Lily Tomlin was always there. Yeah. Wasn't Phil Hartman there too? And Phil Hartman. Yeah. Man, he wrote some piece. Yeah, for real. I mean, we could easily do we could probably do an episode just on fucking <laughs> just Oh on god, him. why am I blanking on his name? The actor, Troy McClure. Jesus, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, you just said his name. I was like, yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes forget you guys also aren't in my brain with me to help me. <laughs> so I'll just throw out half-ass clues you could never get. Yeah. But uh, so through, this is this is what I was really fascinated about with Paul Rubens. When he was starting out with this character, he was creating him. He said it took him like several years. It started as doing a uh, a, a character who was like a teenager. In a production of a play called Life with Father, 
he was like the oldest teenager in the 70s. And, you know, he was an adult, obviously, playing a teenager. But he would make this ridiculous, obnoxious voice. And it eventually morphed into like a cartoon character. And that became what we know as Pee Wee Hermit. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Which I thought was very interesting. But there was the, the next thing he did after this in 81, 84 was the Pee Wee Herman show. Now, this isn't the TV show. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know if you guys have seen it. I'm going to assume you didn't, no. because I just found out this existed. But you can watch the entire show on YouTube. Like, there's an hour-long uh, like, version. Like a comedy show? Was it a stage thing? It's a stage show, but it is very much Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, nice. So, nice. he starts off doing a lot of prop comedy. Right, right. And then he goes, like, characters start coming in and going out. But it was also, like, it was an adult show. Like, this was not for children. Yeah. And uh, there were bits that were kind of dirty. Uh, again, you can watch this on YouTube. It exists. It's There's a, a recorded version of it from 1981. Nice. And Phil Hartman's in it, too. Like, he shows up <laughs> as the one character, the the C character. I forget his name. Yeah. Captain whatever. <laughs> yeah. Captain something or other. We'll come up with it later. But, uh. It, what I thought was another thing I thought was interesting is is this was like very strange to me that this is what comedy was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like comedy back then was like what George Carlin? Yeah, he wasn't. Really but funny. he wasn't doing like stand up like we know stand up now. No. Basically, Pee Wee Herman, this character he created in the Pee Wee Herman show, was like an underground like. I don't want to use the word icon, but he was a star in like underground comedy scenes. <laughs> Which is wild to think about now, yeah. Considering well, you, where it went, there it wouldn't be. It would just be, I guess, TikTok comedy scenes or something. Yeah, I don't even know if there's there would even be such a thing as underground comedy. I don't think there's an underground anything anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. Everything's just ready for the camera for TikTok. Yeah, and musicians just release their music whenever they want, and movies are always out on anything you can download. So, well, I'm sure there's still there's still like growlings and C CBB and shit. I mean, that's true. But I'm um, yeah. I mean, you're right. There there's people still doing improv. There's people still doing like live shows that are strange and offbeat and kind of interesting. But I I feel like a lot of that has just moved into like YouTube short yeah, films or yeah, people probably. put it online. But you could also there's so much shit on like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like like Absolutely. literal shit. <laughs> oh yeah. But so the the reason I, I I'm even talking about this, the reason I'm going to the underground scene. Um, I thought it was wild that he was a prop comic. Like I didn't, I don't remember that part. He would just like pull something out of bag and go and throw it on the ground and everyone would crack up. There were definitely moments in the Pee Wee Herman show, which made me laugh. Uh, the one I really got to, it's the favorite thing. I love saying when someone zippers down, Right. you say, Hey man, what are you doing? Selling hot dogs. <laughs> I've never heard you say that before, but I love saying that it always makes me laugh. I don't always say it out loud, but see a zipper down, oh, and you're like, "That's hey. why you laugh when you see people with their zipper down." Uh-huh, I just think sense, that's man. it's not as weird as I thought it was. That's one of the funnier ways to tell people that their their flies open. <laughs> I had no idea that was around since '81 or earlier. Apparently. <laughs> but I guess hot dogs have been around for hundreds of years, so why not? Yeah, makes sense. Have hot dogs been around for hundreds of years? At least a hundred. Well, that's not hundreds, but yes, it's been two at least two hundred. Okay, all right. At least 700 years, hot dogs were a staple in American cuisine. Can we agree on that? I'll agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. When he was doing this this routine and this comedy thing underground, people were coming to it. They were checking it out. It was like the cool thing to do, which is wild. 
But then um, Cheech and Chong found him. Oh, classic. Right? So they cast him in their movie, Cheech and Chong's next movie, which is 1980. So this must have been early days of that character. Wasn't he like a hotel clerk or something? Yeah, yeah. He was a hotel clerk, but he was very much like that character. Yeah. Of Pee Wee Herman. Like, you see the Pee Wee Herman. Like, it's not a crazy stretch to see him in this movie. (laughs) But uh, he was like the hotel clerk that really had it out for Cheech and Chong and like always tried to get the cops there. Yeah. Okay. But the Pee Wee Herman show, if you watch it now, it's very much so many of the characters, almost all of them went over to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, The bits he does are very similar. It's just Pee Wee's Playhouse had a bigger production budget, basically. He didn't have that chair. That was like a model that moved, like a puppet that moved. Yeah. Cherry. Cherry. But he had the the pterodactyl. Who's the pterodactyl? The dinosaur? Okay. Do you really remember a lot of this? Yeah. Even just watching the intro, I forget half of those characters. (laughs) The Globy. (laughs) Jombie. Magic Screen. Jombie. That's what they, who was Lawrence Fishburne in it? Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Man. It just blows my mind that this was at one point, the version of Pee Wee's Playhouse was an adult underground show. Like that blows my mind. (laughs) Dude, I just found out that Miss Yvonne, the most beautiful woman in Playland was, is Charlie's mom from It's Always Sunny. Really? Get the fuck out of here. Really? (laughs) I got to look that up. I don't know if I believe you. It's right here, man. Just look up. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just really hoping it's right. Look up Pee Wee's Playhouse. I'm going to. I'm doing it. Okay, well, he looks that up because we're going to need a second validation source here. <laughs> the next thing that happened is he, he had this show. People knew it about was. it. The cool Holy people shit. knew about it. <laughs> That's amazing. People knew about this show. It was underground. It was cool. So Paul Rubens started writing a movie for this. Um, I should say, sorry, before I skip over this, uh, the show was very popular. Like, he didn't, I don't think he traveled as much with it. Like, it was mostly in the big markets like New York or L.A., mm-hmm. yeah. but... It was always sold like it was always sold out. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to do a matinee show, but he felt like, well, if it's matinee, you know, kids could be coming to this. So he made the matinee show a little bit more what like broader audience, like less dirty jokes, a little bit more silly and fun. Mm-hmm. And that was the genesis of what Pee Wee's Playhouse became. What did someone discover him there and say, oh, it's probably they're like, we could do a kid's show with this. Well, before the show. Was the movie, which people forget. Really? Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in 1985. Oh. Oh, damn. So his, it was his stand-up show. He wrote a script. Uh, I believe he wrote it with someone else. I don't have it directly in front of me. it's Phil Hartman. I hope, is it Phil Hartman? I, I hope don't it's Phil know. Hartman. I don't know why that just... Yeah. Phil Hartman was involved in the show. Oh, you're right. He did. He wrote the screenplay with Phil Hartman and Michael Varhol, along with E.G. Daly, Mark Holton, Diane Sanger, and Judd Oman. <laughs> described it a, as a, par- a parody or farce version of the 1948 Italian film The Bicycle Thieves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, I, I missed course. that. I gotta watch it again to see if that's the thing. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen The Bicycle Thieves? No. Like, it's, it's a beautiful film. It's fantastic, but it's basically about a, a dad who's with his kid and they fucking have nothing. They, right. they have nothing. Yeah. And his dad steals a bicycle to, like, give some kind of joy to this kid. Because he can't afford to buy him one, then he immediately gets arrested and thrown in jail. Oh, it's a bummer. Jesus it's Christ. a bummer movie. <laughs> yeah. I but, gotta see how it ties into uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure now. Yeah, that's I don't know where that connection came from, but yeah. they both had bikes. <laughs> yeah, who's the rich kid in this one? <laughs> and just to say, it's probably Tim Burton's best movie, right? Was it's his up there. first movie? He did 
the movie Vincent, which was a short film, which I think was about Vincent Price, wasn't it? Probably. No it sounds familiar. Uh, that was a short film, a stop motion thing. And then he did Frank and Weenie, which was a short film. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Frank and Weenie, but I remember watching it as a kid. I can't believe Frank and Weenie's that old. Yeah. And he got Danny Elfman to do the fucking soundtrack. I don't know if he got him to do it or if he came with Tim Burton or. I have no idea, but I just want to say it's, it's the perfect movie. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, man. What's your favorite part? Hold on. That's such a hard question. It's a perfect movie. It's got every part. That's true. I mean, Large Marge is the one I remember the most because it scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, probably the part where he's so down on his luck and he starts... Starts getting mad at people at the when he gathers everyone from the town and goes through the two hundred slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just so good. It's I haven't watched it in so long. I need to check it out again. I think I can picture every scene in my head. I w- I forget them, but as soon as I see it, I was like, oh yeah, this scene's next. Oh yeah, this scene's next. Yeah, where he sees the <laughs> fortune teller who tells him to look for the the basement in the Alamo. The basement of the Alamo. That's right. Man, I, it's like you said, it's all coming back once you start talking about it. Because I know I've seen it a billion times, but definitely the large march scene scared the shit out of me. Because I think it was like stop motion claymation. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, when I was little, I was like, holy shit, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, because I thought this was like a kid's thing. And then they showed that scene, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, this was Tim Burton's first movie. And then his second was Beetlejuice. His third was Batman. <laughs> And then his fourth was Edward Scissorhands. Talk about a fucking run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for real. And and honest talk here, it went down every year. Yeah. movie from he's been Pee-wee's coasting off those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even from Pee-wee's I, Big Adventure down, it was like a slow slope, and then. Yeah. No, I mean, we can. We we're going to dig into this. So, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, and after that was Batman Returns, which I personally love and feel is way underrated. I like it. But I understand why people don't like it as much. Yeah, yeah I'm not a big fan. And then he had Ed Wood, which was like his, I'm going to win an Oscar movie. Was okay. Which I thought it was good. I didn't think it was. And then Mars Attacks, which. Yeah. Okay. I loved again, but realized it's not at the quality. But yeah, well, God damn it. You're right. He does kind of like. I think the only spike might be like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But it, that's not even mostly his work, though. So it's kind of. <laughs> I liked Big Fish. That was good too, but it was it's not nearly as good as anything else. It's played. not Beetlejuice or Batman. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Ever Scissorhands? No. It's still very good. I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah, he's man, what a bummer. Maybe Beetlejuice 2 will blow us all out of the water. <laughs> I hope so. You know they're too. filming that, right? Like they're in the middle of filming it. Yeah, we talked about it. Looks sick. But yeah, that's Tim Burton. We're talking about yeah. the yeah, legend right. Paul Rubens. And uh as we're going through here, after Pee-wee's Big Adventure was the show, Pee-wee's Playhouse, which is where People our age probably mostly know him for. Yeah. Yeah. 86 to 90 on Saturday mornings on CBS. And then it started airing reruns until July 1981. No, July 91? Yeah, 91. July 91. Sorry. And uh, we'll talk about why those reruns stopped. We'll get to that after (laughs) this section. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which you should check because if nothing for a time capsule, like this was... One of the most popular shows in the country when it aired. It is pinnacle 80s kids show. Yeah. Which wasn't children's programming so fucking weird. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was awesome. I'm not saying it's not awesome, but look how weird the turtles are. They're four <laughs> fucking turtles that got large and happened to be in, in teenagers. They love pizza. Turtles and pizza, that 
okay, whatever. <laughs> and then you fucking Krang. How weird is Krang? It's a brain you shove in another body that walks around. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's one example of how weird children's programming was. I mean, you you skipped over every single Nickelodeon show in there, too. Oh, fucking Pete and Pete was weird as shit. Uh, was Camp on Awana. Slew your shorts. Yeah. That was weird. And uh, don't forget Rugrats and Doug. Hey, dude. Yeah, hey, dude. Fucking right. show just called Hey, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, oh, man, it's amazing. How many episodes of this show exist? Of Pee-wee's oh, Playhouse? 45 of Pee-wee's Playhouse is 45 plus a Christmas special. Yes. Wow. Like Three seasons, right? It says five, but I think they were a little bit shorter well, than what we know of seasons now. Oh, okay. Well, see, most seasons now are like 10 episodes. There was a time That's when they a, were 20-some yeah. episodes. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. There was a time when if you were on a network show, like, if you look even back at, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, those seasons are 22 episodes. Yeah. It's like supernatural. It's the same I, concept. It was probably a union thing where they stopped making them have to work for fucking... 90% of the year. Probably. Yeah. I, and I feel like when you watch those shows, you can tell the filler episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, for sure. Pee-wee's Playhouse, I, I don't think we need to talk too much about because this is definitely the most famous thing. This is the Pee-wee Herman character. Yeah. And even before this, when he was promoting the movie and even like when the show, the original show was out, Paul Rubens and his manager made a decision. And their decision was if Paul Rubens is going to be out in public He's going to be Pee Wee Herman, which I, yeah, I feel like that hurt that's, him in the long run. It's kind of like an uh, Jaleel White thing where. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't hard to think of him outside of Steve Urkel. It's true. Yeah, like the character is so big and so popular that you can't imagine that actor doing anything else. Yeah. And I mean, it's true. Like that's, that's how everyone saw him. He was Pee Wee Herman. Um, did he have other acting roles? Yeah. He did other things, but he was always, oh shit, that's Pee Wee. Yeah, exactly. Which I think, I mean, it was probably great for the show. I'm, I'm sure he got paid. He sold all kinds of toys and shit. Mm -hmm. Like he he did well with it, but I think ultimately it ended up hurting him in the long run. But besides just that. Did the next thing hardly hurt him too? <laughs> yeah. The next thing probably hurt him too. Do you want to, does anybody else want to talk about lead us into it? Yeah. Dr. Scientist, maybe? Tell us what happened here. Well, I don't remember the specifics. It's allegedly. Oh, it was, was he never charged? Okay. But uh, he was caught masturbating in a porno theater? Allegedly. Allegedly. See, the thing is, I don't know if he was even caught. I don't know either. Or was he just caught at the movie theater? Well, they say, well, the, the arrest record or whatever was like, they say he was, they saw him doing it. Or, but he was never convicted of anything, so he's an innocent man. Yes. They said indecent exposure. There's also a fun conspiracy theory. Let's get through the main thing here. Probably but someone who wanted to end Pee-wee's Playhouse. It was, well, what happened was he was in a porno theater. Uh, as he was leaving, undercover cops arrested him and several other people. And then Paul Rubens basically said like, hey, I'm Pee-wee Herman. Like, if you want me to do like your kid's party, maybe we can do that and this whole thing will go away. Mm -hmm. And then he said the same thing to the officer when he got to the What exactly the is the crime for going to a porno theater? Well, they I, they charged was, him with indecent exposure. Yeah, they oh, said okay. it was ever like had his dick out. Yeah, all of them in there did. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like when I was growing up as a kid, the joke was always that's what happened in a porn theater, right? Like that's what. Well, I mean, it's not a joke. It's what you kind of. Yeah, that's what people are there for, right? Yeah. Like that's. <laughs> and if you don't want to see it. that, you don't go to a porno theater. It was ninety-one. Like VHS was out, you know. Yeah. Like well, these are like porno classics. theaters were dying. No, he was in a classic shit. Yeah, he's in the classic shit. He sure is. And we're going to talk about that, too, later. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly, the whole thing got thrown out. 
And this was a lot of people said this killed the Pee Wee character, but it kind of did. It's it, it kind of did. Like it's not a great look for a basically child act. Child, no, he's not a child actor. <laughs> he's child an actor character. who does child's programming and gets caught in a porno theater. I mean, it doesn't look good, obviously, but I still think it was fucking weak. Like it, it was stupid. Um, it I don't even care what he does. Twenty hours in today's media. No. Do they even have porn theaters anymore? No. You would have to do something wild, like be. Like, have a real mental episode running around the streets naked I, I, for it to make news. It's got to be, like, places we can watch porn, though, right? Like, like as a community? Theater? Like a Nickelodeon. Yeah, or, or, like, even private shows where they put Yeah, you there's, like, the peep shows. I think you can just, like, like throw a quarter in, turn a screen on, yeah. do your thing. I mean, from what I understand, they still exist in, like, adult shops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I what so. I assume. Adult like, novelty shops. We'll have to go and find out. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> we got to do the research. <laughs> but uh, this was also, like I was saying before, they said this killed the Pee Wee character, but he was done with it by this point. The show was over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and he was trying to get other stuff and it wasn't coming. And then this happened. Maybe it was good for him that this happened because then it wasn't Pee Wee anymore. Well, there is a, a fun, unsubstantiated conspiracy theory that talks about how they th- the, the thought process was that Paul Rubens did this on purpose. Yeah, well, maybe. You don't. Jack off by accident. Well, allegedly. No, that's not what allegedly. I mean. <laughs> no, I mean he got caught on purpose. Uh, okay, yeah. Just to get his name out there again and like not as Pee Wee, like as an adult. I don't think it was as much of that. I think it was he didn't want to do Pee Wee. People still wanted him to do Pee Wee. He's like, How can I sever myself from this character in a mm. public way without hurting anybody? Like he wanted to do a crime that made him look bad. I don't think it's true. No, I think it's ridiculous. But I mean you just said conspiracy theory. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is not like conspiracy theories we have now, which are like totally real. If one person said it, <laughs> um, it's it's probably silly. I'm sure it's probably fake. It's got to be fake. But um, this one of the classic mugshots of all time. If you haven't seen the Paul Rubens mugshot, oh, long hair, glasses, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. It is. You know, he just grew the long hair so he wouldn't look like Pee Wee Herman anymore. Yeah, anymore. exactly. I want that T-shirt. But in court, he had the short hair. Which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. But uh, basically, the 1991 arrest, um, he kind of retreated and just left the public eye for a while. Now, he did do one thing, which I absolutely remember this happening. He went to the 1991 MTV Movie Awards. I kind of remember that. Okay. So this would have been three, four months after it happened. Mm Because they're always in the fall. And his arrest was in July. So... He went on there, dressed as Pee-wee, doing the Pee-wee character, and everyone's like, oh, shit. And then he just said something like, I, I could be wrong, but I think he said, heard any good jokes lately? And he got a standing ovation. Because, <laughs> like, everyone was behind him. Like, the, all of his friends came out to his defense. Yeah. So, and, like, no, no, who gives a shit? Like, this, whatever. Yeah. I, I thought it was very silly to kill someone's career. Because, but anyway, um, he got lit up on the, the late night circuit, all the late night talk show hosts just fucking ripped them apart uh disney mgm suspended a video from its studio tour that showed peewee herman explaining how voice tracks are produced (laughs) (laughs) and toys the thing that really hurt is apparently he had a big stake or a big piece of the toys that were sold and toys r us removed every peewee toy from its stores Uh, Ah, those bastards in november 1991 he pleaded no contest the plea avoided the charge on Ruben's record, but he had to do 75 hours of community service. 
And then as part of his community service, he created, produced, and financed two anti-drug public service announcements. Really? So he did get uh, kind of charged. Well, no, you don't get kind of charged. Well, plead out, I guess, yeah. I love how they're like, well, it's not on your record. But the whole fucking world knows about this (laughs) now. What does it matter if it's on his fucking (laughs) record? Are you kidding me? Like, well, we're not going to put on your record, so let's make a deal. It's like, like, damage is done, man. (laughs) Too late. But uh, yeah, the the MTV music video was September 5th, and he said, heard any good jokes lately and got a standing ovation. And then he appeared only once as Pee Wee in 1992. Hmm. And then, like, uh, in the time he was doing work, he, he retreated for a while, and... With his filmography, he did like a couple. He did the a voice in the Nightmare Before Christmas in 1993. Yeah, he was yeah, locked. yeah. And then he was in Batman Returns very oh, yeah. briefly. Cobblepot. Yeah, as Tucker Cobblepot, uh, the Penguin's dad. Like he, I don't think he had a line. Like I think they just showed him. Like yeah, I remember that now. I don't I'm looking at. The, fuck! I gotta watch Batman Returns again. That. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the same year, 1992, he did Batman Returns and he did Amelin um, from the Buffy the Vampire movie. Oh, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, the movie with Christy Swanson. <laughs> I don't remember him. I got to watch that movie again. Yeah, funny. you got to check that. He was the dude that was a vampire that talked all kinds of shit to Buffy and she cut off his arm. So half the movie, he doesn't have an arm. I kind of remember that. Yeah, that's okay. the only thing I remember is him just not having an arm. And I remember when he dies, he kept doing the, ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, he didn't have to eat for a week with all that scenery he chewed up. It was so good. He was having fun doing that movie. You could tell. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, after that, he he's still getting some work. He had a small role in Dunstan Checks in, Matilda, Buddy, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, the direct-to-video sequel. <laughs> he, he, he played the fife, the voice of. He did a voice in Dr. Doolittle. But then it wasn't until 1999 when we saw him again on the big screen. And he played a character by the name of The Spleen in Mystery (sighs) Man. He was one of the best characters. That whole movie was good. Oh, man, I haven't seen that. That's a movie I got to watch again now. I'm going to watch it when I go home. Yeah, that's that's one I haven't seen. I remember seeing it around when it came out and hating it, but it gets a lot of love. Ben Stiller. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Oh, who's the dude from Fargo? William H. Macy is in it. William H. Macy? Yep. yep. William H. Macy. Yeah, he's the... Uh, Hank Azaria's in it. Yeah, yeah. Hank Azaria's the magician guy. What the fuck is... William H. Macy's the, the like construction mine, worker. Mi- yeah, miner or something. The yeah. shovel, maybe, might be his name. Yeah, yeah, okay. That sounds right. And Damn. I think Dane Cook was one of the guys that auditioned, but didn't get picked. Nice. Like when they were doing the montage of recruiting superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those were good, too. And the guy who can turn invisible would only if he's naked. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I got to watch that again. Right. I mean, he did tons of TV in this time, but mostly it was voiceover work. Yeah. Um, Like, he did episodes of Rugrats. He, oh, well, that was a little bit before. But he did uh, an episode of Sesame Street. Oh, this is before that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he did, like, a couple episodes. He did a six-episode a six arc on Murphy Brown. Okay. Didn't watch Murphy Brown, so I don't know. Uh, I I, re- I remember my parents watching it, and it was on in like syndication around dinner. So I've, yeah, I know I've seen, seen some it. episodes. Seen it in the background or something. I remember Murphy Brown wearing a shitload of beige. Yeah, like brown. beige on beige <laughs> on brown on tan on. Yeah, that's really all I remember from that. But he was nominated for a primetime Emmy for outstanding guest actor in a comedy series. 
Nice. For Murphy Brown. Well, Murphy Brown was huge, man. Yeah. Murphy Brown was huge. <laughs> but he he did a bunch of, of, of voiceover work. And uh, I'm not going to read through everything he did. But I thought some of the fun ones he showed up in were Reno 911 and 06. Really? For what TV. His, what was his thing in that? I don't remember that. Was, the episode is called Rick's on it. He played the character of Rick. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, those episodes. I haven't seen those in forever either. No, he, he also did a very memorable role on 30 Rock. Have you guys watched 30 Rock or is it no, just me? No, I've never you. seen it. Okay, so there's this episode where um, you have Liz Lemon, played by Tina Fey, who's running a Saturday Night Live style show. Mm-hmm. And then her main actress is like her best friend, uh, really like f- like flighty, kind of crazy. Um, she's kind of like an amalgamation of a bunch of different actresses at their most crazy behind the scenes stories. Right. But she takes... Tina Fey takes her best friend to a diplomatic dinner, and this he plays a guy by the name of Gerhard Hopsburg, <laughs> who has some kind of like vaguely European accent. And her best friend like begged to go. She's like, "I'm gonna find that guy. I'm gonna." He's like fucking famous. He is well, he's not famous, but he's like super wealthy. He's like a prince. Like I'm gonna get with him. Like that's what's happening. And then he's like so inbred that like. <laughs> His legs are attached right to his chest, <laughs> and he's doing this ridiculous accent. You should. There's a YouTube of it. It's like five minutes long. It's it. He does a great. great are you spot. talking about like the head detective from? <laughs> from the head. Uh, no, in Living Color. I was gonna say in Living Color. Yeah. I don't remember that one at all. It was just the guy without. He was just the legs in a head. It was feet in the head. Feet in the head. Yeah. But. <laughs> All right, if that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it's not that ridiculous. <laughs> Man, I did not watch enough in Living Color growing up, I'll tell you that. Well, you didn't watch any if you didn't see The Head Detective, because I think he was in like every episode. Oh, so good. No, I might have been thinking of House of Buggin'. Watched a lot of that. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Not a lot of people out there House of Buggin' fans. I don't fans. know that at all. That's fine. It, I think it was like four episodes. <laughs> but... Yeah, so moving through uh, his his movie filmography here, he was in Mystery Men, I said that, and then in 2001, he was in Blow. That was a great movie. He was good in that, too. I thought he was fucking fantastic in that. Yeah, especially when you don't see him turning on him at the end and getting him busted. Spoiler. Oh, damn you. For a true story in a movie that was 20 (laughs) years ago, but still, spoiler. Yeah, he played like... A new age San Franciscan hippie who was into drug trafficking. Yeah. That's basically who he was. He sold a lot of coke and then got busted. I thought he was great. I really thought Paul Rubens that's a good did movie that altogether. Yeah. Fantastically. I really thought at the time being like, oh shit, that is Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really remember thinking at the time too. That was when I was like watching a lot of movies and really into film and being like, man, he's back. Like he's coming back. This is the start. Like, he's going to have a whole second act, amazing film career, and he didn't. He was yeah. in a couple of things. Uh, the Tripper, which I, I don't recognize. He was in Reno 911 Miami, the movie, Never saw as Sir Terrence Benedino. I, the only thing I remember from that movie, I think it's the only thing I ever saw, was when they're in the plane, and uh, the one cop comes back. He's like, I just got I just got into the Mile High Club, and some lady comes back. He's like, who was just masturbating in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I remember from that movie. That's awesome. I mean, that's probably the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, like, his last film credit, we all remember Pee-wee's Big Holiday, the film he did in 2016 for Netflix. Yeah. Which I don't think I've seen that one. 
I saw it once. I wanted to go watch it again this week, but I lost my Netflix. You lost it? It's not mine. Oh, it's 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 down. Yeah, said you're not part of the household. I was like, fuck you, then. (laughs) Can't believe you're this far in your life and you still don't have your own Netflix. I I don't feel like paying for Netflix. I don't blame you. But have you guys have you guys heard about the 2002 to 2004 the child pornography and possession of obscene obscene material improperly depicting a child charge? No, I don't remember that because he had like vintage. Porn, like just vintage art, quote unquote art, and it had naked right. kids in it or something. Oh. Do you guys remember when Jeffrey Jones got caught with child pornography? Do you guys remember who Jeffrey Jones is? The uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's Jerry huh. Jones. No, <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones is an actor. He's very much a that guy. For a long time, he was mostly. I'd say one of his more famous roles was he was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That guy. Oh yeah, I knew he had a scandal. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, he's he's been in a billion movies, but he got hit with uh, a lot of child pornography charges. It was not good. What's not the guy? What's his name? He was in Deadwood. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey. Yes. So he's he's arrested. He's behind bars now. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't he in Beetlejuice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was the dad in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, Lydia's dad. Right. This Jerry Jones thing happened, and one of the witnesses in that case tipped him off to Paul Rubens and said that he had a bunch of stuff. But apparently, they went through 70,000 items that Paul Rubens had of kitsch memorabilia, two, a grainy videotapes, dozens of photographs that the city's attorney said was child pornography. Yeah. But at the time, he was like, that's not accurate. That is not what I have. That's ridiculous. Uh, he collected or did collect mates might have collected till now uh, a bunch of 30 to 100 year old kitsch collectible images so basically he just liked porn i guess Mm -hmm. so he collected a bunch of stuff that over the years was like representative of the history of pornography and how that came up and they tried to hit him with that they looked at the the collection he had his computer and they found nothing that would be a felony. And then on, they formally charged him on the last day allowed by statute. And uh, he pleaded not guilty. And then the child pornography stuff was completely dropped if Rubens would have taken a guilty plea to a lesser misdemeanor obscenity charge. Yeah. So they just want to. Yeah, that's fucking. They're like, I, we went through wait, all did, this and you're going to get hit with something. That's what they said. Yeah. Did he do that? I mean, it seems hard to get anybody on an obscenity charge. Well, he had these pictures. These well, I mean, yeah, you have to. It has to be something ridiculous for it to be a sanity. I also thought it was very strange. Like the next, it says the next three years, he required to register his address with the sheriff's office and cannot be in the company of minors without permission of their parent or legal guardian for three years. Like that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. But he he said later, later, like years after this was done. He was a collector of erotica, and he liked films and muscle magazines, a sizable collection of mostly homosexual vintage erotica, such as photographic studies of teen nudes. So I think it was a thing where they found all these pictures. They're like, some of these are definitely kids, but no one could prove it. And he's like, I just collect this stuff. I, it like, Yeah, he just collects weird shit. I mean, look yeah. at him. He's peewee. He's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, and they, they said the reason that he was even associated at all with with. Jeffrey Jones is because he was an avid collector and he purchased a lot of bulk lots and he knew the collectors of in that industry, which also knew Jeffrey Jones, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but they, th- there were several people, one of them that one of the guys that they interviewed, who was one of these vintage dealers, they said, 
Rubens would ask him, like he'd come to him often for physique magazines, vintage 60s stuff. He's like, he never asked me about anything involving kids, ever. There was never any interest or talk or any of that stuff. Yeah, he just wanted the, some weird shit you guys got, yeah. I mean, if you're just collecting vintage porn, like, it seems pretty harmless, right? It doesn't seem, it is. Like, yeah, it, it, it seems like both these legal issues that he ran into, like, I don't, I don't know, it's hard for me to be, like, villainize this guy. It seems more of a uh, anti-non-hetero thing. Yeah, like, you're not playing by the societal rules. And while we can't nail you to the wall, we're gonna we're gonna bring something again. Like we're gonna find something to charge you with. Yeah, and that's why both of these were lesser. Dumb yeah, they guys. just wanted a big name to fucking do something against. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he recently passed away, as everybody knows by now. He was is very fondly remembered by his friends and people in Hollywood. Everyone seemed to love him. I'm sure kids from the '80s still love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I still love the guy, man. Fucking awesome. I just wish he would have got like more, like really got into film more and got himself up there. Not that it was his fault, obviously, but that man had acting talent. I would have loved to see more of that. Yeah, for real. Just to, like see him what he could have done, you know. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was very interesting too that uh, he was a heavy smoker and he hired security. Well, he was a heavy smoker not his whole life, but during the Pee Wee's Playhouse show and. Uh, he said that he hired a security guard to make sure that no kids ever saw him smoking <laughs> as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Yeah. He, and he refused to endorse candy bars and other unhealthy food. Uh, he would later say in 1999 that uh, he, he didn't want to be associated with any of that stuff that was like harmful to kids. Like he didn't want to just peddle sugary shit, which I thought was kind of admirable. I mean, he probably could have made a lot more money selling fucking candy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's a good guy. Yeah, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 89. Uh, they said that the Pee Wee franchise with toys, clothes, and other items had, in its peak, generated $25 million for him. Which I thought was... <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, he was never... Yeah, what is he going to do with that money? Buy fucking weird porno? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, really, <laughs> yeah. man. Come on. That's what, that's what most people would probably do. Not <laughs> me, obviously, but most people. Definitely. But, yeah, he died recently, July 30th. 2023 at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. Six years ago, he was uh, diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, right and after he the just never, vacation movie came out. Yeah, and he just never told anybody. Nobody knew. Yeah, that's wild. Well, the, that's what Chadwick Boseman did it, too. He was Black yeah, Panther, and yeah, all of a sudden true. he died. He's like, oh, yeah, he's had colon cancer for all these years. Oh, that's a bummer. Hey, you don't want people to fucking worry about you. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, it's his it's his disease. It's his choice. Like, he could have said it six years ago and got this whole pity party, but he's like, no. His final statement that he released before he died, well, that he had ready before he died, was, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Yeah. Perfect. Nobody needed to hear about it before that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's his choice. It's his decision. He didn't want to be like in the public spotlight and pitied and all this stuff. He's just like, I'm going to deal with this and maybe I'm not. I mean, he passed away when he was 70, so he was up there. And I'm sure probably had some hard living during the Pee Wee's Playhouse years. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I mean? So. Uh, not to sully the good man's name, but comedy in the 80s was, was something else. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> and to tie this back, the, not only the reason we're, we're talking about Paul Rubens to show some respect for the guy, 
but he had four video game credits. I tell uh, us. One of them was a game we went through, which is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oogie's Revenge. Did I say it right? Oogie's? Oogie. Yeah, you got it right for once. <laughs> Nailed it. He did the voice of Locke. He also did the voice of Ivor in the Minecraft story mode section. He did Ivor again in Minecraft story mode season two. And then this one, out of nowhere, he played Willard Wyler in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Those are his four video game credits. Wow. And then his final thing he did is was a voiceover role in a Bob's Burgers episode named Amelia. He played the character of Pat. And that was released this year. Hmm, interesting. So that's kind of like the done with the structure of our whole thing. Uh, one of the roles I completely forgot he was in. I watched this episode today earlier before we did this, but he was in an episode of what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. I was just going to mention that he was, he was in the Supreme council of vampires. The normal ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. As just Paul. And he had hit, I swear to God, they did it on purpose, but his look was the mugshot. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's yeah, what his was, facial him Tilda Swinton uh who's the guy that played Blade Wesley Snipes Wesley yeah. Snipes oh yeah um it had the vampires from the movie from the uh, what I, we do in Shadows I, movie. I have never seen the movie to be honest oh dude it's great did they, it's really great did they do that to like pay homage to the his role in the Buffy movie maybe maybe, maybe. I, I want to find the episode and find everybody who was in it because there was other people there was all of them who were uh hmm. in the council the council of vampires i love how in that episode they're like wesley snipes he's a vampire hunter yes but he's half vampire so we have to respect it <laughs> oh and he was also on an episode of comedy bang bang man who as himself was he a guest or was yeah, he a he's character just, he's a guest as himself okay he brings out a a bag of trail mix which is all m&ms <laughs> <laughs> awesome Oh yeah, Danny Trejo was in there. Yeah, Evan yeah. Rachel, was Evan Rachel Wood. Yep. Uh, Dave Batista was in there. I forgot about him. He wasn't. Dave Batista was not on the council, but there was an. Ep- I don't know if you guys remember. I just watched it, so it's very fresh. <laughs> but when they go to the building, it's like an office building. They go to the basement. They get led into a room by a uh, whatever Chris, the floating woman, Kristen Shaw's character. Yeah. yeah, I think this was her first episode in the show, mm-hmm. which was season one, by the way. I didn't know she was Is there that really? long. Jesus. And uh, so she <laughs> leads them into a room, and there's two people sitting there, and one is Vampire uh, Dave Batista, and one is Valislicka the Defiler, <laughs> another woman, and they're in there talking to him, all freaked out. And then they're like, we're not the council. We've been in here for, oh, God, it must be thousands of years by now. We're captors. <laughs> <laughs> and then the woman comes in, and, or Kristen Shaw comes in and leads him out. But they're like, it must be a thousand years by now. It's like, when were you in prison? 1932. <laughs> they're like, it's 2023. Like, it hasn't even, it's been 90 years. That's it. And they were just so bummed. Then she's like, okay, guys, you can come see the council now. <laughs> Taika Waititi is in it, too. Yeah. He's in the movie. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, him and Jermaine Clement and, uh, oh, God, what's the other guy's name? I don't remember the other guy. Dude, I, I, I always forget that Doug Jones plays Baron off the Baron because he's burned up through most of the show. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. dude, he's, oh, my God, when he, they find him again later. Yeah, and it's just the top half of his body. <laughs> and he's riding the fucking dog. I lost <laughs> it. I, guys, go watch what we do in the shadows, if not only for Paul Rubens. <laughs> I mean, we've sing his praises how many times? But scientists, you got to watch the movie. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, so What We Do in the Shadows was a big one. And he was, I mean, that was like one of his more recent roles. That was from 2019. So it would have been after 
After his last movie. Yeah, he was. After his diagnosis, I think he was going for. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was also, he did a voice in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but I think my favorite Paul Rubens is his role in Blow. Yeah. Either that or the spleen. The spleen. I see. I don't. I didn't remember Mystery Men, so I just watched a clip of him as the spleen, and he went to the group like Hank Azaria, William H Macy. They were in a diner. This is like the intro to the spleen character. <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he's like, "Let me join." They're like, "No." He's like, "But I'm a superhero, and I'm awesome." And they're like, "And then finally, someone was like, fucking fine. What can you do?'" And then he farts and knocks out like nine people at the bar. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's sitting at the table, the the, the bar. And I mean, even though the, I guess he's like kind of an asshole and everyone thinks he's gross and no one likes him, but that's, that's a good role to have, you know, knock out some people, <laughs> sneak in an area. Yeah. You can move your fart wherever you want it to go. Dude, I, that'd I be great. I'd love to just fart. Like imagine you're in a movie theater and one guy's got his phone out or something. You, <laughs> you fart and you just blow right in his face. So it would be like the, uh. The remote control batarang in the Batman yes. games, you just kind of fucking yeah. floating around, <laughs> blast somebody. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to watch that movie now because just because I'm picturing in my head the scene when all of them have to fight the main bad guy in it. And it's just like Ben Stiller's just standing on top of the guy's car, punching the roof, like, ah! <laughs> and, he's just, and he's not even doing anything to the guy. It's just, oh, oh man, I don't remember. Fuck. I don't remember anything about it. I remember I was never a fan, but I got to give it another chance. Yeah, definitely now. It's just the stupid fun. And here's here's another wild credit. Do you guys remember? You guys obviously remember this. this it's still going on. But the video game series, you don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the it's a game show. For those of you that don't know, it's the the announcer is a guy by the name of Cookie, who has a very fun voice. Mm-hmm. It's a offbeat, fun trivia type game. In two thousand one, they adapted it to a real game show. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. It only lasted six episodes, and the host was Paul Rubens. Oh, I'd be sick if it was kept going. It's kind of hard to transfer to a non-video game format. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess it was also kind of a a joke because he played a host by the name of Troy Stevens. <laughs> so he was playing a character, like a character of a game show host. Oh, that's pretty neat. I should check this out. This has got to be on YouTube somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd hope so. I was a big fan of that series when it came out. I still play it once in a while. It's a fun trivia game. It's fun to play with people. I don't have anybody to play with. Yeah, I've never played it because I don't have friends. I mean, it's still fun to play by yourself. Not as fun, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get a tournament going at our our outing in November. No. Fucking Jack Attack. That does sound fun. Um, Yeah, but uh, so real quick. Passing through, I said my favorite Paul Rubens was Blow. How about you, Sir Chomp Slap? What's your favorite non-Peewee Paul Rubens? I'll go with the Reno 911 Paul Rubens. There you go. No, I'll, Excellent I'll, choice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Willard Weiler. I think that was I don't his even best know role. who, yeah, I don't know who that was. I played that game, and I don't remember who Willard Weiler was. I just remember that being the Spacey one, I think. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Well, yeah, I'd go with that, but he's always been Peewee to me, man. I don't really have any other. Okay, fair enough. And he's great in Blow. He's great in fucking everything he did, but I just can't. I have to go with Pee Wee. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Pee Wee. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to like. His favorite non Pee Wee is Pee Wee. Like, I'll go with the the Penguin's dad then. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. Yeah, it's great. Nailed he it. was such a good role there. I mean, he explained 
I think he wore a monocle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. He but. had so much disgust for his flipper baby. You could see it in his face. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He nailed it. Whatever he did. <laughs> Whatever he did, he nailed it. <laughs> That's a chump slap quote. Do you have one, Dr. Scientist? I already said it. The spleen. The spleen. You're yeah. right. You did. And it was a close second of his character on what we do in the shadows, even though he was on for like one episode. Yeah. I can't remember any others. I mean, there. to be fair, after that 1991 incident, there was not a lot, yeah. which again, Damn shame. Uh, I did watch and like uh, when I was looking through Paul Rubens stuff on YouTube, there was a great story by Conan O'Brien about Paul Rubens. Like they were friends. And uh, he said that there was a Christmas party he had like a small Christmas party Conan O'Brien threw and he invited Paul and he brought 13 gifts like individually wrapped <laughs> and brought them all over. I guess he was an extremely thoughtful person. But yeah. But yeah, so anybody have anything else they want to say about Paul Rubens? Or I guess we can wrap this one up. Uh, rest in peace, man. Yeah. Rest in peace. We lost a good one. Uh, go go celebrate his catalog. That's all we can really tell the people. Plenty of good stuff we just named. Go check it out. If uh, someone had maybe some, I don't know, an email they wanted to send us to talk about Paul Rubens, where would they send that to, Sir Chompslap? They could send it to plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read it. We'll look at it and see what you got to say about him. Absolutely. And if they want to get to us faster on the socials, Dr. Scientist, with something involving Paul Rubens, how would they do that? At Plotty Time on Instagram and threads and possibly they'll answer there. And uh, you can stop by the Reddit and uh, comment on Paul Rubens in the thread for the podcast. I don't know if threads does DMs yet. I don't know. Maybe it does. Who? Whatever. Uh, you can also go to YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Um, if you have any ideas for other people you want to see us talk about, we're, we'll be glad to do that. Maybe yeah. throw in some different episodes in here. Gives us a week of not staring at YouTube videos and a game screen. Yeah, but if you don't like these, then... Let us know if you don't like them, too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Then we'll stop doing them. That about does it for I mean, it's us. like we're going to lose money. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, shout out to Blaine, JJ, Drago, the Slago, Hatman, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, don't trust Dr. Scientists. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.